PT Pro Talk Podcast, the fastest way to increase your knowledge with the brightest minds of physical therapy in your pocket. Welcome to PT Pro Talk Podcast. I'm Mariana Tondo, your host for today. In this episode, Rob Allen is going to talk about how he invented products and how other PTs can also use their ideas to develop products to support their patients' rehab journey. Rob is the owner of Range Master Shoulder Therapy, a company that invents and develops products for shoulder to help and meet their clients' and therapists' needs. I hope you enjoy the show! PT Pro Talk podcast is only possible with the support of the forward-looking and innovative company Range Master, the most trusted brand for shoulder therapy tools. Available now on Amazon. Hi Rob, welcome to PT Pro Talk. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Uh, fun to be on this side of an interview for a change. Awesome. So let's get started. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, your career, and how did you get to where you are right now? Happy to do that. Uh, so first of all, uh, you, I'm 70 years old. Um, I've been in the physical therapy products business for 27 years, uh, but it is my third career. Uh, my background is journalism, and uh, I'm a newspaper reporter by like from eighth grade until I was like 30 years old. I was always a newspaper reporter, uh, but I was interested in business news particularly. So um, that's my first career. I was a reporter and an editor on a metropolitan daily paper. And then uh, after a break, I was publisher of a weekly newspaper. Um, but um, then my second career was in marketing. Uh, I'm a minor in business uh, from Eastern Washington University here, uh, where I got my journalism degree. And I spent 10 years in marketing with a local utility company. Then uh, I purchased uh, this uh, weekly newspaper. Uh, it was good for about three years, and then I needed to find something else to do. And uh, so a friend introduced me to a physical therapist who was also an inventor. Uh, and that inventor just did not like uh, going to trade shows or calling on distributors or on clinics. And uh, it was something I found very enjoyable. So uh, we entered into a, uh, an arrangement where for a portion of the company, uh, I would begin to take over operations and marketing. And um, ultimately uh, my partner, uh, moved to Alaska, and uh, after we had developed several other products, and he left with one of the products we developed, and I ended up with all the shoulder products. Well, that's quite a history there, a lot of different journeys, so it's interesting how you just end up in the PT world. So, any any reason why specifically shoulder was just the way that the division happened? Well, um, yes, uh, we ended up in shoulders. Uh, first, uh, we had two very major products. The shoulder pulley product was the first um, product. Uh, my, my partner was very active inventor. 
and he did everything from rebounders for professional athletes to traction systems, but all of our sales ended up being shoulder uh, related or home exercise related with mostly shoulders. And then we got a completely different product line that we uh, purchased from an inventor called the Roller Aid. It was a rolling scooter for foot and ankle patients who um, had to be non-weight bearing after uh, uh, an injury or a surgery. And uh, when we split the company, uh, he wanted to take the um, Roller Aid business. And so I ended up with everything else. And when I saw that um, most of our everything else was uh, in shoulders. I just kind of took a look at my own limited capacity for learning and said, I think I can probably really specialize there and be knowledgeable as opposed to trying to recreate a, a PT degree, which I do not have. <laughs> it makes sense. So let's talk about inventions. So I know that you haven't take, taken a PT invention from prototype to Amazon with the finger uh, letter, right? So tell us a little bit about that process, how that happened. Well, you know, I think if, I'm going to start off this story by talking about my partner's first invention, a little product he calls the TheraLoop door anchor for tube and banding exercise. Are you familiar with it? I saw on your website, I was going through and I saw it, yeah. So basically, you send a patient home with TheraBand or tubing and you ask them to tie it somewhere and do some home exercise. As you know, I've probably heard reports of banding being tied around a doorknob or web through the door and then it comes through and snaps the patient or it yeah. breaks the lock. I so saw that before. <laughs> So my partner just took some webbing, a one inch webbing. He rolled it up and sewed a knot on the end. He gave some instruction that says, put it on the hinge side of the door, because that's the engineered size closing. It's usually not more than 1 16th of an inch or so. And when you close and latch the door, it securely holds uh, in place. And you know, not every uh, every exercise for home exercise, the doorknob isn't always the right height. So this can be put up and down in the inside of a door. So this was his very first kind of aha moment. He was still in college at physical therapy school here at Eastern Washington University. And he started making these. Uh, I think they retail to the clinic for like a dollar sixty-three a piece and a 10 pack. Um, so for everybody who says, why didn't I think of that? I'm going to exclamation point it by saying to you that we are now distributing over a hundred thousand of these a year. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the beginning and it was a very simple exercise, uh, enhancement for home. And I, and I, I bring that out first to say it can be very simple. And secondly, you'll hear me say, uh, if you ever hear any of my talks, that physical and occupational therapists, I think, don't appreciate uh, the magnitude of the impact they can make with simple adaptations for patients. 
uh, they, they kind of hold the key in my mind to how to set the reset button in the human body and teach the body the mechanics of how it was originally designed to work and then through repetition cause the body to readapt. That's a, that's a great human miracle. And I think it gets so commonplace with our therapists and athletic trainers that they forget how special it is what they do. So you asked me about the finger ladder. And I think most therapists are familiar with the concept of a finger ladder. Yeah. Here, here's the one we've just been commercializing. Most finger ladders are either screwed to a wall or nailed to a wall or something like that. All of our home exercise products really center around a door at the home. And so this has a strap and an adjustment clip and uh, it is uh, easily wrapped around the door and adjusted for a various height. Well, we didn't, we didn't invent it. Um, and this is the second thing I think we need to realize where our strengths and weaknesses are. And the inventor of this product came to us and said, I think I've got something, but I don't have a clue about marketing, about manufacturing, about importing, about licensing, about any of those things. And so the inventor came to us and said, um, I've acquired a provisional patent. Um, would you be interested in a licensing agreement? And we, certainly are interested, particularly anything that relates to shoulder range of motion. And so I, uh, I invited him to first sign what we call a non-compete, non-disclosure agreement. So we entered into a conversation that said, we won't compete with you in the finger ladder business if you'll give us an opportunity to see if we have an engagement going on. So that gave him a legal assurance that he wasn't going to disclose something that we would copy, if you will. Yeah. Um, and, and the language in those agreements says you won't compete in the category as opposed to just saying you won't compete with this identical product. And so we gave him uh, that assurance. And then we also assured him that we wouldn't disclose any intellectual property that he had uh, created. With that, we went forward. We asked for prototypes. We manufacture primarily through uh, contract manufacturers in Taiwan, and we, we are dealing with Taiwan almost exclusively because they're a U.S. military partner in the South China Sea, and we're a contractor with all the VA hospitals in the United States. So we can buy things from Taiwan, and the VA can purchase them. We can't buy things from China and sell them to the VA. And so we sent it off for prototyping. The, the uh, prototype uh, manufacturer, uh, the, the design, uh, manufacturing company uh, made some suggestions. Then we're kind of the intermediary with the inventor. And we finally uh, came to a place where we said, okay, let's put it up on Amazon and see if any sell. And uh, we made a limited supply. I think we made 36 of them and put them up on Amazon. <laughs> that's awesome so then we said okay let's make a thousand of them and so we just received a, chip, a shipment of a thousand we put those up on amazon 
We sold another two dozen right away. And, and here's the thing you can't be afraid of. We got our first complaint. Uh, and we got a complaint from someone who said, I'm having trouble connecting the connectors over the door. So we get out our, our product. We try to reenact what the patient went through. And by golly, we had a confusing uh, extra piece in there that we thought would help sort of wrap things up for storage. And patients were trying to connect that wrap-up piece. And we had confused them. So then we had to get out the other 970 and modify <laughs> modify them. We like to call it continuous improvement. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, but we just keep right on going because once you're on Amazon, you don't want to say we're out of stock because that loses your credibility with Amazon. So we've entered into a licensing agreement and a portion of every sale goes back to the inventor. And um, that portion can be any place from 3% of the selling price up to 20% of the selling price. And I know that that's challenging for inventors, but um, my, my answer to them is, you know, we're paying for all the prototyping, we're doing the back and forth work, we buy all the inventory in advance, thinking that we think there's a good possibility of selling. And I also say this, this is probably not your last good idea. So please continue to invent. If you invent in the shoulder space, we're very interested in seeing if we can commercialize the product. Awesome. So let's talk about um, the issues or let's say the, the hustles of the invention part. So for the medical uh, professionals that are always trying uh, to not always trying, but they have a lot of ideas, but it's hard for them to, to uh, make the ideas go out there and move forward. Because as you said, there is all this process of having to do the prototypes and all of that. So what would you suggest to these professionals um, that are trying to develop something? What would you suggest them to do? Well, you touched on a very important part here, which is the prototype. Um, I've read, uh, because I'm an inventor myself and a serial entrepreneur, I'm aware that there's a huge leap between thinking of an idea and building a prototype of an idea. And many people never take that first step. They kind of talk themselves out of it, you know. Um, and yet, it is that engagement piece. Think of like a patient that you want to have engage in their own recovery until they actually take that action step and start to kind of see where am I and where do I need to get to? Nothing really happens. And it's the same with their invention. So the first thing I would say is build a prototype. Now, here's a hang up many, many therapists and other inventors get into. What if someone copies my prototype? Well, first let me say, it's never worth copying something that doesn't have sales. And so no one's in, interested in, invent, in, in copying your work until you got 100,000 sales. Then everyone's looking over your shoulder, right? But in these early days, when you're like going over to Home Depot and cutting metal or buying snippers or 
getting, you know, PVC pipe or webbing or things like that. Nobody's watching. You know, it's kind of a paranoia. Build a prototype. <laughs> Try it out on some patients. Let, you know, send it home with a patient and then find out if they're using it. And if they are, then build a few more prototypes because the patient's going to give you input and you're going to learn from your first mistake. Get a half a dozen made. Our inventor here made several, sent them out with other therapist friends. And it was those friends that played a part in encouraging him to move forward. Once you've gotten to that stage, then find a partner who you can trust, uh, who you feel like you can work with. And that's really an iterative back and forth process. Uh, it won't always be the first person, but you should look for people that are already working in your category. Awesome, good, good tips. So I know that you're always inventing and developing products uh, to meet therapists and patients' needs. So how do we identify their needs? How can other health professionals, healthcare professionals also help in that process because they are on the day-to-day, -day, so they may see something and, and think about like, oh, maybe if we adapt this this way, that would be good. So how do you have this, do you have contact with the, the PTs to develop these products or that's something that you've been studying and looking into? So how, how does it work? Well, first of all, we attend uh, as many trade shows and conventions, the National APTA meeting, the National AOTA meeting, uh, the national meetings of orthopedic surgeons. Um, we like to get out there because in the booth right there, you'll get a lot of uh, feedback on products that you're just showing. For example, we had uh, a stretching wand uh, that was working more like a tent pole. You could put together three sections and then help the press, uh, patient do end of range stretching uh, for their shoulder. And uh, one thing, uh, one therapist said, hey, I also like to have them do isometric end of range. Uh, once they get out there, then I like to have them pull back. We well, pull back on a tent pole and the elastic bands come out and the whole thing comes apart, you know. So we made an adaptation there and we put in um, a, a screw in, uh, male and female end. Uh, and then another therapist said, hey, uh, it's nice that it's out there, but we need a neutral positioning on the end handle. So could you give us an, a right angle neutral position so that the thumb is always thumbs up and so the humeral head is rotated away from the soft tissue and rotator cuff. And um, so we made that adaptation. So I would say, looking, we create opportunities where we can interact with therapists. I once did, uh, at an APTA meeting, I sat outside in the lobby uh, and I gave away $5 Starbucks cards. And I asked therapists to sit down with me and tell me, uh, and a shoulder pulley, do you like a plastic handle better? Do you like a wood handle better? And I just would have them hold on to it. And then what do you think, which one do you think is uh, worth more? Can I, when, how can I price more? And it was curious in that the one they chose was the least expensive to make, but it was perceived to be the higher quality. Uh, so 
yeah, you just got to force yourself to engage with therapists who are particularly those therapists who have, you know, uh, are trying to soak up more education at different venues. I sometimes will go to um, continuing ed classes on the shoulder. Uh, I've been to Vanderbilt University in Nashville where they teach a yeah. lot of shoulder stuff. And I find it really, those are the people that you want to talk, you know, to talk to, both the doctors and the therapists. So you are almost like a, a PT specializing shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> shoulder rehab, know all the exercises, all the <laughs> the particular things that uh, PTs like. So that's interesting. A lot of marketing research, right? You have to be with PTs, talking to them and asking them um, how we can improve patient care, what they need, and and go from there, right? It's very rewarding work, really. You know, I hope to work till I'm 85. Uh, <laughs> fun. Um, People in my our demographics tell us that uh, while a lot of research is being done on athletes related to shoulders, the major patient population is 50 to 85 years old. Uh, people that have either just had overuse or they've had a traumatic fall uh, or been in an accident. And um, so it's, uh, it's rewarding to know that if we can coax patients into a rehab or prehab kind of a therapeutic intervention, they may be able to avoid one of the most painful surgeries that we see patients go through. Um, unless their job is really challenging, you know, the 17 other odd muscles in the shoulder wanna help that tear in the rotator cuff and compensate for it. One of the fun things we've ran across, uh, a woman, um, her name is Ann Talmadge uh, Kukski, and Anne is 50, and um, she had a fall in a shower, um, and um, she actually had shoulder surgery. She wrote a whole book on how to get ready for shoulder surgery. I found it on Amazon. And she goes everything from shirts that button up over the top of the sleeve to, uh, you know, how to get a recliner, uh, little toileting aids that you're going to need. I mean, she really doesn't skip anything <laughs> in her book. And it's for sale on Amazon for almost nothing. And I could recommend that to anybody that's anticipating a shoulder surgery. I spoke with Ann just the other day. I think she's in Minnesota. I'm up in Washington State. And uh, she said uh, she's now going to bodybuilding and weightlifting classes. Uh, she's completed her rehab and she started doing like deadlifts and, and other very, you know, strenuous exercise. Really, you know, cause she was very actively involved in her rehabilitation. So no, it's very rewarding to, uh, to see if you can help people make an intervention that will help them avoid surgery or have a less painful recovery. Yeah, that's how I was going to say. So you probably hear back from the customers how much your, your products and your ideas that you develop help them. So. That's very rewarding. It is. It, it's a nice. It's a nice thing to, to end up doing, you know, for your lifetime work, especially when you're my age, and you know that it's the same patient population. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have to admit, I got way more interested after my own wife took a fall uh, in the middle of the night on her way to the restroom, 
and she tore a rotator cuff. Um, and all of a sudden I had a live patient model in, in my house, you know, and we went through the whole, uh, uh, post-op pillow, you know, sling. Uh, she had problems with the sling rubbing against her neck and we, we made some adaptations there. Um, and then we, we, uh, we have a, a pulley product that uh, we did for patients with stroke and, um, you know, a CVA type patient. Uh, but we were also starting to show it to patients uh, post-operatively who had muscle tension overflow into the shoulder just from gripping. And my wife had that. She said, I don't want to do that exercise. It hurts me to grab the handle. And I yeah. said, well, why don't you try this thing that we're doing for a whole different patient population? And that was eye-opening for me too. So you had an opportunity to test a lot of different ideas right there and to develop new, <laughs> new yeah. products. She was a semi reluctant uh, <laughs> you know, patient. <laughs> well, it was the, it was the right fit. She was right there and you need someone to do the, the try new thing. So that was yeah. very nice. <laughs> yeah. She used the word guinea pig a couple of times and I, I, I tried to dissuade that <laughs> from the conversation. Uh, so Rob, um, I saw that you just showed the book. Do you have any other uh, resource of information or anything that you like to share that it could be related to ideas to products or physical therapy or anything about shoulder or anything at all that you enjoy? You know, um, I subscribe to um, some newswire services that just tell me whenever anyone is publishing on shoulder issues, whether it's... Uh, uh, bridge um, allograph, uh, if I say that word right, where they're uh, putting uh, uh, new tissue into the shoulder. Uh, rehab therapy for, um, you know, a lot of interesting articles being written right now about reverse total shoulder and total shoulders. Um, but no, it's really medical journals that I'll read. Uh, I had a very interesting uh, study I followed up on some people in Sweden were comparing post-op to non-operative shoulders and mm -hmm. um, came to the conclusion uh, that um, it, your chances of recovery uh, for a rotator cuff tear were about even for shoulder uh, surgery versus just trying to rehab. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> and so uh, when I was uh, in Dusseldorf, Germany for the World Medical Device uh, annual meeting. So I flew up to Sweden and met with these uh, shoulder therapists who are working with an orthopedic surgeon and publishing out of there. Very, it's what, very exciting to be talking with people who are right in that same category and on cutting edge, uh, you know, kind of technical issues. And we published, we have published their study on our RangeMaster website for anybody that would like to see the exercises they use to help people avoid surgery. Awesome. So you have to be all the time update to everything that's going on, all the new articles, all the new trends, techniques. That's very cool. Yeah, I want to do that. But I also have this other little hobby I do, uh, farmer's markets, you know, eat fresh and local. 
I heard I read in your bio. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh it's kind of one of those uh labors of love. You know, you want to be encouraging good nutrition, fresh and local, not a lot of uh herbicides and things in the food. Uh but organizing uh farmers market, we have in our market we have 40 vendors that meet every Tuesday from three to seven and we have live music and uh, it's like throwing a party every Tuesday in your parking lot. And uh, we have a great time, but now we, we, we got other people that want to do it like we do and with us. And so we have 10 markets organized and, you know, I can't decide whether this is fun or I just got myself into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something different to do. <laughs> exactly. You, I bet you have fun. <laughs> we do. We make sure to have fun. And now my question, what would be advice to the clinicians that are starting your, their careers? So I know you've been passing through a lot of different careers and journeys. So do you have any advice to these clinicians? Well, uh, two things jump into my mind as you ask me about that. Um, I always fashioned myself as a journalist. Um, but uh, it, the whole newspaper industry uh, has fallen on a very difficult time in the um, digital world, digital age. And it's been hard to monetize and pay for local journalism. And so it was sad for me to step away, but I was able to translate uh, my joy uh, of doing interviews and reporting into a focused set of research on shoulder therapy. And so it paid, it paid dividends for me in another way. Uh, did I ever fast, uh, imagine myself as being in the physical therapy products business? I never did, but I taught myself to fall in love with my job. You know, people will say, follow what you're passionate about, but I'm married with seven children, you know. My, uh, <laughs> My wife is Catholic, and so I, uh, I just said, okay. <laughs> but I had to make a living. Uh, and so this was an opportunity for me to let myself fall in love with the work. And I'm very pleased to have fallen in love with this work because it's, as I said, a rewarding you know, area to work in. So I would say, one, let yourself fall in love with your work. And then two, as I, as I indicated earlier, don't diminish the value of the things you invent for your patients, because you may have stumbled upon something that has not just nationwide, but worldwide appeal. Um, our products are now for sale on Amazon um, around the world. And, you know, Canada, Mexico, Australia, Spain, all these places, uh, Brazil, uh, Ecuador, you know, we're just getting these little orders that are coming in for people that say, gee, I wish I would have thought of this. So I don't want, I want therapists to know you may be on to a really good idea and it, and it may not be the first idea. It may be your second idea or third idea, but it's an, it's, you're in an environment where good ideas are going to come. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. 
Um, and one last question, what personal qualities or abilities that you think are important to become a successful professional? Well, you never want to give up. <laughs> you never want to give up. Um, If your first product doesn't work, don't give up. <laughs> and, and you got to back up to about 36,000 feet every once in a while. One of the most inspiring things I do from time to time is fly into Los Angeles. It seems like we're flying over homes for half an hour or 45 minutes. And I look out the window and I say, you know, I know some of those 10 million people that have shoulder pain every year in the U.S. are down there. And I just need to figure out how to connect and help them. So, yeah, just take a big yeah. view. Take a big view. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Rob, for the ones that want to learn more about you, your work, your company, how they can contact you? Well, thank you for asking. We're at myrangemaster.com. And, uh, and then there's a place to contact us. And uh, if you have ideas for shoulder products, we'd love to take a look at them and work something out. And, and it might not be the first idea or it might be an idea that we go through some iterations, but uh, it's a very fun process. Time consuming, this process on the finger ladder has taken a year, so. Yeah, well, thank you so much for participating. I really appreciate your time and you sharing your history with us. Um, all your journey and your 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 passion now uh, for uh, the the shoulder products and for help our profession. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Questions, suggestions, or topics you want to hear about? Talk to me on ptprotalk.com. Join our email list to receive updates and new episodes, and subscribe here. Tell your friends about it and be sure to share. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. We are going to publish today's video recording on my YouTube channel, so you can check the link out in the show notes. Thanks for joining us and I'll see you next time. 